part two of my interview with Jamie Shore, the CPO for the state of Maine. If you haven't already, check out episode one, where we interview NASPO CEO Lyndall Hatton and CAO Jennifer Salt. You also might want to check out part one of Jamie Shore's interview. Basically, we cover COVID-19 and the innovative ways that her state is dealing with it. You know what we're doing, people. Let's check the pulse. You are uh, not only the CPO in the great state of Maine, but you are also the research and innovation champion for NASPO, right? Can you explain what that is for me a little bit? Yeah, thanks so much for asking that, Kevin. I am so fortunate enough to serve on the NASPO as the a board of director for the NASPO organization for 2020 and 2021. And as a board member, I'm really, I'm one voice among other elected colleagues to make decisions regarding the NASPO organization. And our goal is just to ensure that the NASPO organization serves government procurement in the most beneficial way possible. And as part of my role on the board of directors, I was asked to be the research and innovation champion. Um, I could not be more thrilled with that role because what that really means is we, I'm, I'm a voice for the folks behind the scenes at NASPO who develop research on various topics. We think about ways to be innovative within the procurement profession. And really what I love the most is that we're not afraid to push the boundaries of the way of the normal of yesterday. And that's exactly what we're doing. So my voice on the board of directors is supporting the research and innovation team at NASPO to do what they're really, really good at and broadcast that to our NASPO membership. You uh, talked about some of the resources that come out of research and innovation. So would you just um, briefly kind of go over some of those resources and then we'll talk more about the podcast part. Sure. So, of course, with the white papers and the research, um, procurement officials are just incredibly busy. Procurement, I like to think of it as the melting pot behind the scenes, right? So we Mm -hmm. need to know a little bit about many, many things and then apply that to our process. And certainly as one CPO individual, I don't know everything. I don't ever pretend to know everything. I have people in my team that are Um, far exceed my level of expertise in various areas, but they don't have all the expertise either. So who do we reach out to? Who do we call if we need help with a particular area of research? And the research and innovation team at NASPO does a great job at reaching out to state members in our NASPO organization and also the state teams and just try to figure out what is it that we need to know more about today? Or better yet, what is it that we need to know more about tomorrow? And that's where some of these white papers and other resources come into play. The top 10 priorities that come out every year, state CPOs wait with bated breath for this top (laughs) 10 priorities to come out. Uh. I think of of this a little bit about keeping up with the Joneses, right? So one state (laughs) might, might be thinking about talent management and succession planning maybe in 2018 or 2019. And all of a sudden, now in 2020, once these top 10 come out, talent management and succession planning has dropped to number six, but number one is leading procurement strategy statewide. That Mm. will start changing my strategic plan if I was on a different top 10, because we want to make sure that as a profession, we're moving together 
in the right direction and looking at just probably the top three, top 10 priorities, right. we now can refocus our priorities. What's coming up for this year? We're leading the procurement industry and the strategy statewide. We're maximizing technology from an e-procurement utilization standpoint and functionality. And then we're being responsive to our agency stakeholders. So those top three guide us for the next year and it will help formulate our strategic plans over the year. Right, right. And not only the, the top 10 priorities uh, for the entire nation, right? Um, but also we have been doing the regional top 10s. And that is something that I assume too is kind of shaping your track for the year in Maine. So just as I mentioned with the national top 10 and keeping up with the Joneses, um, our regions within the states are no short of loving competition. So we look from a regional perspective to see how do we vary from the Southern region or the Midwestern region or the, or the Western region. Um, And we have to focus as a Northeast region, how do we come together and buy what we need to buy or develop strategies that make sense for our region? Because we have a different need than other regions. And I think NASPO does a great job at understanding that there are differences across all 50 states in the district and um, making sure that each of us have what we need to continue to perform our job on a regular basis. That brings me to another question. You know, we had several conversations, surprise, surprise, this isn't the first time that you and I have talked to each other about innovative ways to get information out to a broader audience, to procurement specifically. And one way we decided to do that was podcasts because podcasts are prevalent right now. I mean, everybody has one. You can get everything that you need for a podcast online for about $50, right? How can a podcast be helpful to someone in your position, to someone in your office, or to just uh, some, uh, you know, random person on the street that has no idea about procurement or how their office supplies get in their desk. So Kevin, I'm going to tell you something that you already know and that most of the listeners of this podcast already know. We're busy, right? What? You Can guys? you believe that? I'm From shocked. The- from the time we, we open our eyes in the morning, many of us spend the first 15 minutes of our day just checking emails and seeing what happened overnight, right? And then, and then our time, we're overscheduled from beginning to end. And d- throughout the day, we often don't take enough time just to breathe, take a step back, and then sponsor the creativity or the imagination in our brain. Um, so... CPOs and other procurement officials, we're often taxed with performing analytics, communicating, collaborating with suppliers, soliciting bids, or building relations with state agency customers. I mean, we just don't have that quote unquote extra time in our day. So we at the research and innovation team and as the champion, we started thinking how else other than maybe the more traditional methods of guides and white papers, how else can we start getting information out to our membership or just to the general public about procurement and what we do? The benefit of a podcast, it's a terrific way to engage audiences and it's convenient and it's an easy to consume platform. It's on-demand technology and it enables multitasking while learning new things and tapping into 
the highly underutilized portion of our brain, the imagination, right? Mm. Take a step back, learn, and then get back into the daily grind. I think at that point, we start to feel a bit more refreshed. Um, And I just, I'll play out a scene very quickly, especially in light of COVID-19, that it seems like things are moving faster and faster. We have that moment throughout the day when emails are bouncing in our inbox faster than we can even keep up with, or perhaps your, your cell phone is ringing or your Microsoft Teams icon is ringing. Um, (laughs) We have deadlines looming and we have to take those few moments to reprioritize the tasks to ensure that we are not in a reactionary mode, but we are in an advanced thinking mode. And podcasts are a terrific way to help us not only reprioritize our tasks, but take 10 to 15 minutes once we've reprioritized to think about what we haven't been thinking about right? We haven't been thinking about strategy. We haven't been thinking about process. We've been thinking about, I got to buy PPE. Podcasts are that very 10 or 15 minutes way to recharge our brain and be very thoughtful about it. And I think the research and innovation team has been very dynamic in thinking about how we can apply podcasts to our general membership and extend it to people that don't know anything about procurement so that they can start to soak in the what we do every single day and why it's so important. We really want to do is it's interactive, right? It allows um, not only membership, but suppliers, right? Uh Students, academic partners. It allows them to communicate with us either through voice memos or through emails and say, Hey, I think you should talk about this or Hey, I have an idea or Hey, I have a question. Can you answer it for us? Can you find somebody to talk to? Standard I can't utility. imagine anyone not listening to this podcast at least three, four, or 400 times. It's been, it's <laughs> In a row. riveting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they now have an insight. The, the listeners of this podcast has an insight to the state of Maine chief procurement officer. So if there's a vendor out there listening that now you didn't know who to reach out to before, maybe you do now. And if you need Absolutely. somebody on the research and innovation team at NASPO that you've got a great idea, we should start researching. They know who to reach out to. Right. Definitely going to edit that part out. (laughs) But on a more serious note, um, this really does help to do what our mission is, which is to elevate the field of public procurement. I truly believe, or I wouldn't be putting the effort in making this podcast, that, that things like this are truly helping and people are truly listening to it. Because it is so important. And we see that now more than ever with the global pandemic, that procurement is extremely important to the flow of our daily lives. Yeah, Kevin, I know we're going to bump up on time pretty quickly, but I want to take a minute just to think about the future of procurement and how the podcast can flow into that. I think you said it exactly right. When it's on demand and it's reactionary, we have to respond very quickly. So procurement is moving to two types of approaches. It's a right now approach and then a think ahead approach. Our customers within state agencies, our vendors, et cetera, and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. call that the right now approach. They would like to be able to shop online to buy goods, to buy grants, to buy services, right? So a, a, a catalog, just like we find on Amazon where we're buying cereal or hand sanitizer these days, 
as state government, we want to be able to buy those services that we need to provide the critical and essential services that we offer. Um, I think procurement officials are challenged with pushing the boundaries on traditional sourcing, sourcing methods to create that right now approach. That was sort of the yesterday. And in the world that we live in today, where technology and everything else is, is available, we have to embrace the right now mm-hmm. and the on-demand. And that's part of the podcast thinking. It's information that's available right now at my control and at my fingertips. So then touching on the thinking ahead and purchasing for what's needed for tomorrow, we start thinking a little bit about artificial intelligence or bots that are looking at our our searching uh, functionality or our habits of purchasing. And I'll use a, a great example right now. I happened to be looking last week for a couple of soccer balls for my kids while we're quarantined. Um, it was a something that was, you know, personal. I'm on my phone I'm or on my mm-hmm. tablet. I'm, I'm looking for soccer balls. And let me tell you, since then, I could tell you just about every type of soccer ball <laughs> known to man, what color, what mm. size, what shape. <laughs> and I happened to I bought a couple of them. So now using artificial intelligence and probably some bots on my search functionality, I have advertisements that are constantly popping up. Procurement is no different. We need to be thinking about artificial intelligence. We need to be thinking about looking ahead into the minds of our customers and our agencies and anticipating the need so that procurement can actually perform the necessary sourcing event before the agency even knows that they need the item. If they call us and say, we need this item, we're too late. That's right. the future of procurement. So more, more of a quantum than a, than a linear procedure, yep. right? Yep. And I, would, I think I would add to that, the more collaboration that we can get as a state government as a whole, and then collectively within all states and, and the district, um, the more power and leverage that we have to purchase items or services in a timely manner. So if I knew that the governor's office was thinking about a particular kind of bill or that there was a bill that was coming up, we could procurement could be reacting to it and we wouldn't have to wait six months before we could actually utilize the item. Just by right. a little bit of collaboration and thought process ahead of time, We've now beaten the curve and we're working through tomorrow's world. Right, right. And that helps um, not only in a, in a um, normal time, but also in a time of crisis, right? With yep. um, what needs to be stocked right now and what can wait a little bit. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Well, Jamie, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I always appreciate the opportunity, Kevin, to chat with you. I think uh, I'll put a one last shameless plug for the research and innovation team. These folks work hard. They are tireless. Uh, they, they are not afraid to get their hands dirty, do the great research. And I will um, say I just appreciate the level of innovation and being able to push the boundaries that this team has offered to not only myself, but to the NASPO network and the NASPO membership. So research and innovation team, keep on going. You're doing fantastic. Embracing on-demand thinking. That's some powerful stuff. What do you think? What are the horizon issues for public procurement? Is this podcast a good way to disseminate that information? Let me know. Email me, p 
podcast at naspo.org. That is N-A-S-P-O. Make sure you subscribe to The Pulse wherever you get your listenings. You do not want to be the only person in the room that doesn't know what happened on The Pulse. Make sure to check out The Pulse blog. That's pulse.naspo.org. Oh, and shout out to the Naspo Research and Innovation Team. They really do awesome work. I'm Kevin Miner. Until next time. <laughs>